You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast for the Bad Batch episodes, The Summit and Plan 99. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and joining me, as always, my co-host, the Altitudinist, Kyle Avery. How's it going, everybody? Uh, terrible. And <laughs> uh, and the illustrious Joe Hogan. Hey, gang. Hi. Um, this week's two episodes back to back season finale can only be described in one way and that way is emotional terrorism i uh, <laughs> i think that what lucasfilm animation uh in particular jennifer corbett and brad rout have done to all of us is um unconscionable i think it's uh mean-spirited i think it's downright evil what they have done uh, and I loved every second of it. So <laughs> that's where that's where I'm at today. I re- listen, listen. Had I known what we were gonna get, because because you guys, hey, if you've been listening to the whole season, you know this is not the finale I thought we were getting. This is so <laughs> far off the mark from what I thought we were gonna get this season. Had I known we were gonna get the two episodes that we got at midnight uh, last night, I would have watched Bad Batch first and then finished with Mando. Because Mando is just like, hey, let's go have some fun. <laughs> like, like this is, I mean, like, there's there's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit, uh, it gets a little emo edgy right there at the end. But, uh, I, but for the most part, this week's episode of Mando was like rip roaring adventure, right? Like, like, hey, here's a bunch of characters that you love. Here's a bunch of stuff you've been waiting to see. Let's have a good time. Um, and then it ends with some foreboding and a very, uh, a, a, a very ominous tone. But, uh, but for the most part, it was fine. Whereas I, these two episodes of Bad Batch were just like, hey, do you want to feel bad about things? <laughs> Allow us to make sure that you feel very bad about things. Um, all of that said, I'm going to, I'm going to cut myself off there and I'm going to let Joe, I want, I want to get your thoughts on this, on these two episodes on this finale. And then, and then Kyle will go to you. So what did, what did, what did you think, Joe? I am not happy. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm sure that's, I don't know if it sounds bratty. Um, look, putting aside my constant, annoying give me delta squad begging pleading um i don't know man it it ended when when this episode well when the finale when plan 99 ended i just felt like man that sure did feel like the episode just before the finale Mm -hmm. and now i'm just like we have to wait 
probably a long time for this. I don't know. Like it just, it wasn't, it just wasn't like a lot of it wasn't satisfying for me. Like I, Oh, can we just like jump into spoilers? Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if I'm in denial. I don't think tech is dead because I feel like they spent so much work developing him. And I understand that that's kind of uh, a, like a tool that writers used you. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to kill this character eventually. And, the reason it'll be important and impactful is because we're going to develop them along the way and they're going to get ample screen time and you're going to get super attached to them. But this just felt like the payoff just wasn't there for me. Like they started this thing with him and fee a few episodes, but I mean, really the beginning of the season. And then just like every once in a while sprinkled a little bit and they had their little like, Oh, you better come back in this episode. And then he just didn't. And I like, I don't know. Like, it's just, all so, of it just feels yeah. empty to me. Let me. I, I want to address that specifically. So okay. I, I'm not. I am by no means an expert on this. I, I, if 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 you want expertise on this sort of thing, go listen to uh, to Marie Claire and uh, and Missy over on What the Force, because they'll talk about this a lot uh, in in relation to mythic storytelling. But there's a there's an archetype. There's a trope in fairy tales <clears throat> called the the lost husband. And I, this, I, and I'm, I'm not just going off the dome here. I, I, I had a feeling that this is where this was going to go. And I talked to, to Marie Claire about it earlier today. Um, and really just got a confirmation from her that I'm on the right track. Uh, and she was like, yes, yes, you are correct. Um, so this is, this is the beginning of that type of story. Something will have happened to tech. Um, typically a lost husband story is like a really good example would be like beauty and the beast. I, uh, where you've got like, uh, uh, the, the, the masculine character is like, um, is like monstrous in some way. And it might be metaphorical, right? It might not be literally, you know, beauty and the beast fairy tales are, are good because it's like on the nose. Right. But I think in this way we can sort of don't, I hope people don't take my meaning of this incorrectly, but text neurodivergence is something that sets him apart right which mm -hmm. which in in sort of these mythic archetype tropes i think can count in a way as as him being that that same sort of thing um it's not that he's like usually usually the trope is that they're if they're aggressive they're they're mean or like they have some they have some i uh, i uh, deep character flaw that they need to overcome I think this is a modern interpretation of it. I think this is taking that sort of a, a fairy tale trope and turning it on its head a little bit and saying that like this, um, this, this difficulty in connecting one-on-one -on -one is the same sort of thing for tech that like the beast in beauty and the beast being isolationist and, and, and aggressive and that sort of thing. Right. Like, like these are, these are very similar similar ideas um and i think that like they played that up a lot in those early moments of the sep of of the summit before they leave um where you really honestly like you just want tech to get it understand and then say how he feels about mm. fee like you're just you're desperate for it right um and so is she and she's like what are you gonna give me but also but also i think that the 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 
the brilliance of it and the reason why I trust what they're doing, and I don't think that tech is dead, is that Fee actually, like, over the last couple of episodes, really, like, since Pabu, uh, Fee obviously is in love with tech. Right. Like Mm -hmm. she's like she it started off as like a little bit of like a flirtatious thing. And over the course of the season, they've they've grown together uh, to become quite close. And in the Pabu episode, like became very close um, uh, in sort of in the heat of the moment sort of thing. Uh, But Tech has a hard time expressing these things. And uh, but Fee actually. Like she loves tech for tech, not in spite of tech, if that makes sense. Right. So even though he can't express how he feels, she knows that his awkwardness and his discomfort in that moment is actually confirmation that he has feelings for her. So she's like, that's good enough for me for now. Come back. Right. Like that's, and that's basically where we leave it at with them. Mm. I, I think that, one of two things is going to happen. He's either lost his memory the, that like, that could be a part of it, um, uh, which would make a lot of sense with a fall or uh, Hemlock will turn him into something else. It will turn yeah. him into something monstrous. Right. And fee will be the character that, that brings him back that like the, you know, a true love's kiss fairy tale type moment in order to bring him back from the brink of that. Um, so I, I expect that we'll have a mystery bad guy show up in season three. We don't, we won't know who it is, but we'll have a very, very heavy suspicion that it's tech and yeah. it will be tech. And, uh, and yeah, it'll, there we'll have a helmet reveal moment and then, uh, and then fee will go after him to rescue him, bring him back from the underworld, which is sort of, um, I, I, he's, he's, he's had like a metaphorical death. We think right now an actual physical death, because that's what Hemlock has told us, but don't trust Hemlock. Hemlock is a bad guy. Uh, we know that Hemlock is a liar because he's kind of lying to Tarkin at points in this episode. Um, he lies to everybody. He yeah, lies exactly. To Omega. He yeah. lies to Nalisa. He lies to everybody. Yeah. He is very untrustworthy. So when he throws those goggles, they recovered tech. Right. Yeah. He's fine. He's fine. I mean, he might not be fine, but he's alive. I'll say that. Um, otherwise, we would have seen the body. That's uh, that uh, like that. Nobody, no death. And, that's and the even then, trope. even then, well, Star Wars, Star, Star Wars, Wars death Wars. rules. <laughs> Somehow tech returned. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's I'll just like I just needed to say that because like. As much as I think they they did a great job in pulling off the emotional beats of this part of the story, and the 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 Plan Ninety Nine moment in particular, I think was we were kind of jumping all around because that's obviously the second episode, right? But um, that moment in particular, I think like they nailed the beats of that of like Wrecker trying to overcome his fear of heights to save Tech, but it being too late, like you know like like the things already dangling uh and uh and and tech just being like no like this is this is how i save you guys like and this is what's more important and then hunter expressing that later that he knew the only way to save everyone was to sacrifice himself and he put the needs of the squad over his own needs 
uh, and and presumably to all of those characters, he died a hero, right? So that which will make him coming back as a villain, because because what will happen is they'll rescue Crosshair, and there will be some contention there because they're going to rescue Omega and Crosshair at the beginning of every season, right? I. So there'll be tension there, but they'll finally like sort of figure it out. And that's when tech will come back from the dead and, and uh, start causing mayhem. And it'll be like, seriously, again, you guys, like they just can't catch a break sort of thing. Um, So that's my expectation. So I wasn't too broken up about it. Um, I didn't allow myself to get too upset because I was like, this is a, this is a fake out. This is a red herring. You know what it is, though, I think for me, I I just walked away from this only feeling crappy, Mm -hmm. like even Empire Strikes Back. There's that like, we have hope. This is just like, no, everything sucks. Nothing's getting better. (laughs) Every who's captured, who's quote unquote dead. We don't know what we're doing. And it was just like, well, now we probably have to wait another two years for it for, it for the rest of us yeah, <laughs> like, it feels so like, a lot ugh. yeah it feels a lot more like a mid-season finale than a season yeah finale. exactly mm-hmm. for sure um I, like i agree with that like it ended and i was like oh, okay so there's a lot of threads dangling here like like to the point that it is not threads it's a whole rope <laughs> just yeah. dangling um yeah revenge of the sith had hope at the end my god yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean, I do think that there's a little bit of hope at the end. Finding out that that um, that that one doctor is also a clone, I think, is a little bit of like there's, some, that. there's, there's something else going on from the inside, and she's on. I think she's on our side. She's she like I think that she intentionally let Crosshair go in the previous episode. But that's fine. But even that was just like really, this is the beat we're ending on. Like yeah. that's that's it's weird. the. That's yeah. the moment that was it's weird. I don't know. I just wasn't. it's weird. I don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer because I, like there was a lot of cool stuff in these episodes, but like man, it just it just yeah. left me feeling just like Ugh, I think. Why did I, I agree, Mike? Like I really yeah. wish I watched this before Mando. Yeah, I think that the delay in this season airing was due to scheduling. Right, it wasn't due to the episodes not being done. I think that they were ready to go in September. And then they just looked at it and went, we don't want this cross-programmed with Andor. It's going it, to, it'll kill it, right? And mm-hmm. then they wanted to, they just basically wanted to wait until Willow was was done, essentially, right? Um, and, and fill in the gap between January and Mando. So I think, like, they held the season back. I wouldn't be surprised if at Celebration we get an announcement that season three is September. That, like, Whoa, really? Yeah, that it's that quick. That that like that we will get season three later this year. Maybe not September, but maybe like October, but November. Not two like years year. is yeah, yeah. Not I'll, two years. I'll exactly. take not two years. Oh yeah, no, I don't think it'll be two yeah. years. No, no, I don't think so. I, I, I think, I think that they wouldn't end on this type of a note if they didn't know that they were coming back sooner rather than later. I. Hmm. Uh, because it is it's rough man it's a it is a like like people are not having a good time today <laughs> there's a lot of people who are very upset about the way that this season ended and not in like a, i'm mad at the show but just in like uh like like that was a lot like that was emotionally yeah sort of way yeah. right um so yeah 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me clarify. Before, sorry, I, I, no, I, no, Kyle's yeah. been waiting about forty minutes to, <laughs> to have get a turn. I just, yeah. Let me just clarify. Like, I, it just, it's how it made me feel. It's not necessarily that I think it's like bad or poorly executed or anything. Because yeah, that that moment where Tech makes that that decision is a great moment. Yeah. And like a lot of this stuff, like, is advancing the story in interesting ways. Um, but yeah, the, just the fact that I only felt crappy walking out of that movie, movie show, it made me feel like, you know, I was just like, I don't think I liked it. So that's it. Sorry. Go ahead, Kyle. What yeah, do you got no, that's us? fair. I mean, it, it definitely was bleak. Um, and it's funny cause Joe, you and I talked about this last week, you know, kind of predicting where this was going to go. And I was like, there's only two episodes left. And if they go to Mount Tantus and rescue Crosshair and rescue all the clones and get out safely, then like, there's not really much story left for a season three. So mm. unless this is the end of bad batch, I'm afraid that things are going to go very badly. And boy, <laughs> did they go very badly. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, obviously you get Omega captured at the end. Um but yeah, no losing tech. Like I was, I was kind of expecting that, but also not expecting that. Like if, if I had to put money on losing one of the squad, it would have been him just because of the way that they've been building up his character this season, because it's like going into this season, it's like, if we were to lose one of them, who's the one that you're probably the least emotionally connected to? Well, it's probably tech because he's the least emotional one. So let's give him a really emotional arc and get everybody invested in him and then pull the rug out from under them at the end. Um, but at the same time with this being, um, you know, kind of a more kid friendly show and stuff more so than, you know, Mando and the live action stuff and whatever, like I wasn't sure they would actually go there. Now, obviously this is like a continuation of Clone Wars where we've seen all kinds of violent deaths, um, and certainly lost our fair share of fan favorite clone troopers. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, when these guys are all the, you know, the main characters of the show, like I was like, I don't know if they would actually go through with that with one of the members of of the bad batch um and it's interesting like i thought about all that stuff that you were saying mike and like on the one hand i certainly wouldn't be surprised if they did all that and you know brought him back because we never saw the body and all that but on the other hand like first of all if he were to come back you know changed in some way whether lost his memory or physically altered or whatever and like on the you know especially being like manipulated as a bad guy i feel like that would kind of be redundant on two fronts because a we've already gone through having a member of the squad be sort of brainwashed and fighting them as an adversary on the imperial side with crosshair and we've already been through this with echo and clone wars of having one seemingly die and then come back a while later and you know he's all changed and part machine and all that kind of stuff so um i mean there's certainly ways that you could do it differently but um i almost feel like I don't know, for the sake of the story and sort of preserving that that genuine emotion, like I I'm operating under the assumption that he is dead because like I know we didn't see a body, but he fell a long way and that car would have then just like crashed on top of him. And I think Hemlock showing them those goggles is like, you know, the the most kid friendly way that you could show a body in that uh situation. Um so that's kind of the the assumption that I'm operating under. I I could be proven we, wrong. Um, we yeah, but a, but a couple of weeks ago we saw like we literally watched as I I made a succumb to exposure 
right? Like, he just died from freezing right in front of the audience in Crosshair's arms. That happened in this show, right? And then was followed up immediately by Crosshair murdering a bad guy, shooting him. And the guy, like, fell down dead, right? Like, that... Like that's and and then the next episode after that involved like body horror stuff of like crosshair being tortured, right? Like like in a yeah, way that but like still you're not gonna show text, you know. I don't. I don't. Broken, I th- mutilated yeah. body smashed on the side of a mountain. I think. I think that you're you're forgetting that we're that this is Star Wars and that I I. And that no yeah. one's ever really gone. <laughs> well, well, I don't, I don't think that that's <laughs> what the outcome would have been, right? I don't think that that Tech's body would have been mutilated with his guts splayed out and that sort of thing, right? He would. If I want to see saw, that episode. <laughs> if we saw his dead body, his dead body would have just been a lifeless, limp body. Yeah. Right. Um, and it would have just been really clear that, like, oh, he fell and he died. But like, also. Also, this is Star Wars. We literally watch Anakin Skywalker immolated, right? Like we like that. That's not like a, oh, hey, yeah, there's this one thing that happens in this one part of Star Wars that like, you know, blink, blink and you miss it. No, no. It's like the the fulcrum of the entire saga is watching Hayden Christensen burned alive while obi-wan turns away right because he doesn't stay and watch that part but he sees a little bit of it and is like you know what i'm not gonna stick around for this i'm just gonna assume that you died um and then we immediately see him get tortured and put into a a a machine casing right like it's uh, i i i i think all of those things that you that they that you just said are reasons why you don't think this is gonna happen are things that repeatedly happen within star Wars stories. So I don't know for me, it's like, like I, all you did in my eyes was make my case stronger. Um, and like your, your opinion is totally valid. Like you can have that perspective. I just, I don't think that they set up what they set up with tech in order to just toss them off a train in like a, Oh, what a twist. Like that's, if there's anything that we've learned from the last two seasons of bad batch, that is not how these writers operate. There's a reason why they're doing this. It's it, like they, they, they carefully laid track um, in order to get us to this point. And the story's not done. It's an ellipsis, not a period. A hundred percent. It's an ellipsis, not a period. I, I have no doubt in that. Like I would, I would make a wager. I, I, that's how confident that I am in in this fact like tech is not gone there's no way yeah i don't know i mean i definitely see how there's like more story there to continue on with if they were to go that route um i don't know for me personally i get a little bit jaded with the continual use of like the oh let's have the emotional beat of the character sacrifice themselves and leave you thinking they're dead and then like a season or two later we'll bring them back and you know i don't know i feel like everything (laughs) does that nowadays yeah i'm sick of that trope honestly (laughs) yeah so it's almost like you know again for the emotion like the the sake of you know just staying invested in the emotion of the story i kind of want that to be the end um I certainly realize that there are is more story they could tell there. And if they do, I hope that they do it well. Um, 
I don't know. I feel like, and and this has happened repeatedly in Star Wars too, where uh, you know you'll have a character like Star Killer in the Force Unleashed two, or Palpatine in Rise of Skywalker, where I'm like, when I first hear that they're bringing them back, I'm like. Mm, I don't know about this. And then I, I buy into the hype and I'm like, all right, I'm excited for it. And then it comes out and I'm like, I shouldn't have got my hopes up. They should have just left him dead and moved on with something else. So the one, the one exception to that has been mall and Clone dude, Wars, I was so. just going to be like, um, Kyle was. <laughs> yeah. So if, as long as it's, it's long as it's more mall and less Palpatine, I'll let him get away with it, but we'll see. And even bringing Maul back to me was not very satisfying, but the fact that they brought him back to tell amazing, awesome stories with him, I didn't care. Yes. I didn't care why or yes. how. The, like, the I didn't care how they brought him back. They didn't yeah. explain how half of his body survived at the bottom of that energy shaft and how he got from Naboo to Raxus and all that. Like, it still doesn't make sense, but they told yeah. really good stories with him after exactly. they brought him back. So you give I think him there, a pass. I think there's a comic book that actually does, but but that's okay. I I... Because I think he ends up in like some sort of like a coolant tank or something, mm-hmm. and then that gets like disposed of and ends up on whatever that planet is that he ends up on. Um, <clears throat> but anyways, I I know that there's a story somewhere. There's a story somewhere that like fills in the gap of how he got from Naboo to the to the junk planet. <laughs> there's always one. Yeah. Regardless, Except for it's how one of those, uh, it's it's Mads one of those things where it's like this should be stupid. But the story is really cool, so I'm gonna roll with it. And yeah, you know, they yeah. they turned Maul into an even cooler character in Clone Wars than he was in Phantom Menace. So, um, yeah, all that to say, you know, if they're gonna bring him back, there are ways that you could do it right and make a really cool story out of it. And I trust that they would do that. I mean, you know, the especially because you know the emotion of the group is there, and I, you know, I think. Um, you know, and like you said, with, you know, with Fee and they're, they're like, there's still more, more story to play with there. Um, but I don't know. It's just, you know, when you, when you get invested in these characters and then feel those emotions with them of, you know, losing one of the squad and then go through, oh, wait, he's not really dead. It was a fake out. Um, I don't know. To me, that just gets kind of tiring. I don't think that it'll feel so much as like, it's, he's not dead. It's a fake out. As much as it'll be like, oh my god, like fate worse than death. Like, what have they done to to tech? Right? Like, who? I uh, we just you know I created this this deep emotional attachment to, and then and then they're gonna have have turned him into some sort of a a a, a monster that, um. You know, every I think everybody else will be like, "Well, there's nothing we can do about it, right?" Like Hemlock has, has, you know, done something worse than killing him, right? So I don't, I I think that there's I think there's good emotional stuff there to to deal with, and then on top of that, if if the, if it is a lost husband story and they do continue down that path, and um and Fee is is the character that actually is the key to bringing him back. I think that that's worth telling because that is not the sort of thing that we are used to getting in star Wars. Right. Like I, I, and usually it's done in a way that is very unsatisfying, like at the end of rise of Skywalker. Right. Or it's like, you know, Ray does basically bring back Ben Solo and then he just straight up, he just dies. He just poof dies for no reason. I, and nobody gets a happy ending and everything sucks. Right. But I think that there's an opportunity here 
to uh to do something different with with tech's character so i don't know i i i i I trust them. I I trust them entirely on this that there's a plan here because um they put they put way too much effort into this character over the course of of the last few episodes of the season, the second half of the season really to just use it as like a cheap ploy cuz I just I don't think there haven't been other cheap ploys in the entire series, right? Like two seasons worth of episodes. They've never done that. They've never resorted to that sort of storytelling. I don't see Jennifer Corbett doing that now, right? Like just as like, a, Oh, let's make it a season finale by doing X and then ending on that. It just like it, everything from everything that I've ever heard her and Brad Rout say in interviews, and press junkets and stuff it just doesn't it doesn't vibe to me with the way that they tell stories this is a setup for something bigger um and and the other part of it is that is that this is a catalyst for hunter's story because hunter needs to hit rock bottom before he can bounce back and become the leader that we need that's going to contribute to the formation of the rebellion right um because right now he just like everything that happens he keeps running and hiding that's like that's that's where this is at and i think the fact that he has his little speech where he's like like this has shown me you know what what i can't remember exactly what he says it was one o'clock in the morning but i he says something along the lines of like, like this is, you know, just like, this is a, 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 a turning point for us and we need to make a decision. And he kind of says to, to Omega, it's like, we could go to Pabu and we can live our life there. Is that what you want? And she says, yes. And he's like, then that's what we're going to do. Right. And that is, um, I thought that that was when he started in on that speech, I thought he was going to go a different way. I thought that was going to be the beginning of like, like, the galaxy has changed. There's only one thing left for us to do and that's fight. Right. But he's not there yet. And so to me, it's like, there's, there has to be another piece to this. I mean, obviously losing Omega then, then is going to push him into a position where they take the fight to Hemlock, but that has like an endpoint, right? And that endpoint is rescue Omega and then we're done. But I think I think that it'll be like a rescue Omega, get Crosshair as well, um, potentially take this other. Uh, what's what's the character's name? Is it Kerr? Is that the name of that character? Um, the, the the other the, clone, the other the female, female clone? clone. Yeah, <clears throat> I think I that's her remember. name. Um, but uh, yeah, like I uh, it I I think that that like we're gonna this is going to build towards that clone rebellion that uh, again, the conversation that Tarkin has with the other uh, uh, Imperial leadership around that table is pointing towards that fact. Like they wouldn't call out like, don't you think that if the clones find out that maybe they'll like band together and do something about it, at which point is like they already have and we're dealing with it and it's like oh no you guys don't understand like how many of them there are and what's going on um 
so yeah, like I think I it's it 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 it's very obvious that it's building towards something, and we're just uh, I it's there's just a little bit more that needs to to build towards it. I think I don't mm. know. I, I think we expected that it was coming before the end of the season, but Kyle, like you're right. You know, like there's 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 still a lot more story to tell there. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. That's my take on it. I think we can all agree on three points. Uh, Saw Gerrera sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out Sid sucks. And yes. we do not deserve AZ. He is precious and needs to be protected at all costs. <laughs> yep. Yes. I think all three of those things are objectively true. Um <laughs> And we knew, like, we knew that something was going to happen with Sid this season, right? We've been talking about it since the beginning of the season, that there was going to be some sort of a turn. I I was pointing towards it being going the other way, but I also I don't think that I accounted for what they were going to do with Fee, and I think like, that's the that's that was the 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 variable that I wasn't paying attention to, and once they started going down that route with Fee and Tech. I should have sort of come back to, to the, here's the thing. I don't necessarily think I'm wrong. I think my timeline was incorrect, right? I think that I thought that a lot of this stuff was going to wrap up by the end of this season. I think that Sid is now in a position where she needs to do something to redeem herself. Yeah. And that's going to result in her sacrifice. Ultimately. Mm. Um, I think I just thought it was going to come a lot sooner, but but you know she doesn't feel good about what she did there's a lot of guilt there there's a lot of there's there's a lot of bad feelings um she's not happy that she turned them over to the empire um but i think i think there's a it's a bit of a lando situation of like listen Mm -hmm. i don't have a choice here right like they like you guys came back here with this much heat it was gonna come down on me and i had to cut a deal right um, and I think that so far we sort of have two, we have two versions of that, right? We have Lando and then we have DJ in the last Jedi. And we see that like for Lando, it's like, ultimately that weighs on him and he becomes a hero by the end of that film. Right. I, and then with, with DJ, it's like, yeah, no, that guy was just trash. He was just a piece of garbage. Right. And I think with Sid, it's like, I think it's, we're more in the Lando camp than, than the DJ camp. I think that she has an emotional attachment to these guys. She just was sort of in denial about it, but that's my, that's, that's where I'm at with, with Sid. So I'm, I, I definitely a little bit um, perturbed with her behavior, but also <laughs> knowing that like, again, just knowing that like, this is going somewhere. You know, like this is these these things are building. It's not I I don't I don't necessarily like to judge the story while we're so, while we're sort of still in the middle of it. Yeah, I think, I think there's still a lot left to be told here with with these characters and and um, and specifically the things that happened in this finale. So that's why I'm kind of like. I'm reserving judgment. And also I have the expectation that season three is coming very soon because 
we're just like we're so in the middle of all of these threads that i can't imagine we just like we just drop it here we just leave it at this point um i'm pretty sure i mean maybe i'm remembering it wrong i'm pretty sure there is a bad batch panel at celebration right yeah there is yeah and i think it's i think it's more like a look back at season two um, so it's not necessarily going to be like showing off a whole bunch oh, of stuff come on, season Kyle. three, but I would, yeah, well, this, I would assume this... <laughs> that that's where they're going to announce, uh, yeah, season right. three. Yeah. yeah. The, so. it, they, they did not announce it this morning because they are waiting to announce it at celebration because that's like, we're talking about like, it's like a week away, right? Is that yeah. true? Is no, that, that's that, oh, that, all God, saying, don't, all, don't all remind saying, me. All I'm saying is it's not a whole panel dedicated to season three. It's mostly going to be them looking no. back on season two, but I would, of course. I'm sure they're going to have some season three. But stuff that's, at the end of that, so. but that's exactly how Dave did it for every single one of his clone wars panels. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like, like the, yeah, no, it like the, the, the bad batch panel will end with one of two things. It will end with a trailer for season three, or it will literally be them going like, do you guys want to watch the first episode of season three? I would not be surprised if they were like, here's the first episode of season three, because like they, they've, they have done it in the past. They did it to us in the past with, with clone wars where it was like, you guys, do you guys want to watch it? And it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, let's do that. So, um, I, I, I think we're going to get something major at the end of that panel. I'll be very, very surprised if that's not the case and very confused at them. I, I drawing it out. Cause, um, I think right now, like you, like you strike now with bad batch, cause there is a chance that you're going to lose people in the interim. If you don't give them that tease of like, no, 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 don't worry. Season three is coming and it's coming soon. And literally it's going to start with them rescuing Omega. So don't worry about it. Right. Like, like, like a bunch of these things are going to be resolved. It almost feels like, um, you know, the end of the end of season one of clone wars. I, I, it's sort of like, like the, the, the season two premiere is actually the finale of season one. Right. Mm. Like I, I, cause that's the, the, the beginning is, Am I remembering that right? The beginning yeah, of was, season two is the zero stuff, right? With with him escaping. Um, no, the season no, it would have been the season one finale is zero right. escaping. Okay, season what two, but that was a season two episode. Yes, yeah. But See, the season it two premiere. I've got it more, backwards. It's yeah, more Cad Bane right. stuff, but zero. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I've, I have that backwards, but yeah, like I like I th- I think we're sort of in like a reverse situation there. I think. I think that the premiere of there there's a season of Clone Wars that like begins and sort of maybe I'm thinking of I guess is it season season five is the one where they take the episode from the middle of the season and they made it the premiere right the yes Maul because episode. that was the one yeah. that they premiered at Celebration because everybody was hyped about the Darth Maul and everything so they're yeah. like let's just show them a Darth Maul episode at Celebration and then make that you know we'll just move that to the the beginning and make it the first episode yeah. of the season. Yeah, so I, I I think I think that we're in a similar situation to that where it's gonna be like, no no no, like we're gonna resolve a bunch of these season finale issues in the first episode or two episodes, like two part episode of uh of 
season three. But uh, and and I would it'll be, be the sort of thing where you could watch like that was... you could. I would be surprised if that was the case. If they if they rescue Omega and Crosshair that quickly, because um, I think at least I mean the the way I read it is it seems like they're setting up for you know some of sort of the the week to week missions that we've seen um, for some of these one off episodes are maybe going to be them you know tracking down leads looking for clues uh, trying to figure out where Omega is. Also, I wanted to ask you guys on that note. Um, because they have no idea where Mount Tantis is, um, or that, you know, that's where the, the, like, advanced science division is based or whatever. But didn't they go to that planet to rescue Gregor back in season one, yeah. or am I remembering that wrong? Dif- but, different planet. Yeah, Hemlock different isn't planet. operating out of Tantis, right? Like, there is stuff happening on Tantis, and the end of this episode sort of, like, pointed at that. But Hemlock is also operating, like, his stuff is happening in a different location. <clears throat> so, like, the the TK stuff is happening on Tantus, but he, like, Hemlock has another base somewhere else. And so that's where they were trying to get to at the beginning of, of the summit. Like, that's, they like, they're trying to track him back to that location. They don't know. No, I think I thought they were still Tantus trying to track him to Tantis because that's where like the no. Zillow Beast is. That's where Crosshair is being held. Like that's where everything. No, going. it no no no. See, like this, it's confusing because the the Zillow Beast is not being held on Tantis. That's it's that other location. I can't remember what the planet was called, but uh, we no, talked. Wait, about I was going to say week. Wayland, but Wayland is is Tantis. That's where Tantis yeah. is. Uh, but we there t- is we talked about planet. this a few yeah. weeks ago, I think, when you yeah. worked on the episode, Kyle. There, like, there's, there's a, there's a second planet that that Hemlock is operating out of. Um, I'll see if I can look it up, but I, uh, I don't think there's no databank entries or anything on any of this yet. But, oh, they're they're uh, they actually released all the episode guides today. I don't know if you oh, guys saw that. Yeah, oh, there's okay. episode guides for everything now. Um, Kyle, to your point. Uh, I kind of agree. I think at this point, because like tech is such a critical member of Bad Batch, like when Echo left, I mean, we kind of complained a lot in season one, like, what is Echo doing? He's just like the secondary tech, but tech is like better at all of those things. Now that tech is not there, I want to see them struggling without his expertise because he was like, you know, the the what was that guy's name from Mass Effect? A uh, Morden. He was like the Morden yeah. of the team. Um, where like had to be me, right? Otherwise somebody would have gotten it wrong. Let's see them get it wrong. Like, I would love to see that. I'd love to see them struggling to figure things out that I wish tech were here. This would have been done in two seconds. Um, Yeah. I think that'd be cool. I think that would set up some pretty interesting storytelling stuff. Yeah. I do wonder too, if um, with tech gone, if Echo is going to come back and be, you know, sort of a more permanent member of the squad again, or if he's going to go back with Rex or if he's going to kind of bounce back and forth, because I thought of that too, where it was like, you know, at the beginning, once Echo joined the squad, it was kind of like, okay, well, what's the difference between Echo and tech? You know, Echo's got a a scomp link arm and he can hack in and, you know, slice computers and stuff, but like tech can already do all that. Um, And so I was like, oh, so maybe this is what they were doing is, you know, again, remove Echo for a little while, get you emotionally invested in tech, and then, you know, give you that that gut punch moment of losing tech and then bring Echo back to kind of fill that hole in the squad. And it Mm. doesn't feel so redundant. Um, So I wonder if, uh, 
you know, if that's where they're going to go moving forward with next season. But obviously there's still going to be a lot in play with, um, you know, with Rex and the other clones. And I think, you know, Echo is certainly going to be sort of their link to that, if not uh, going off and being with those guys all the time. Um, it is funny how often Rex is just like conspicuously absent where every time they bring him up, he's like, oh, Rex is on another mission. And I'm like, are we going <laughs> to like, I can't t- like, it almost seems like he's saying that like, it's supposed to be important. And I'm like, are we ever going to see any of these Rex missions? Like, is that all like, are we supposed to know where he is right now? Like, is that building to something or is that just an excuse for why Rex isn't in this episode? I was positive. One of the episodes before the finale was going to be like a Rex and, and echo episode because we've gotten so many just like not the batch episodes yeah i, I was well, positive yeah, even we were gonna like take some of that the uh the episode last week before these two where it starts off with echo right. and gregor exactly. like rescuing hauser and the other clones like i was surprised that rex wasn't with him in that exactly and it's not like i mean it's not like it's hard to bring rex in like you know what is d bradley baker busy like no he's yeah. right here voicing all the other clones so. super busy i'm uh i'm i'm trying to figure out i'm trying to determine this because like there is so some of some of what happened what happened on belmora and yes. some things have happened on wayland right i and i'm trying to figure out what's what so Nala say is on Wayland at Mount Tantis. That's where, that's where Crosshair is being held. He is on Wayland, according to these episode guides. But Belmora is also one of the places that uh, that things are happening out of. It's where like the uh, it's where the rest of the clone troopers are being held. The clone trooper prisoners are being held on Belmora. Mm-hmm. so well the i mean at the end of the at the beginning of the last episode that's where we see them initially and they're getting transferred to mount tantis which is where all the experiments are taking place so i think balmora was just a prison yeah that might that might be it but um there there was I mean, more there is more yeah, I just don't remember what was what. When because when they had the the big was, ships that were carrying the Zillow Beast clones, those were also definitely going to Mount Tantis. But that's this stuff has been going on since before last episode, though. That there's two separate planets. I'm trying to remember what else happened. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a little bit confusing, but but yeah, I I I think like it it still holds that that although they're on like like that's where Crosshair is being held is on tantis the bad batch doesn't know that right Mm. and they have no reason to assume that that would be the case they went to tantis and they saw that that's where the tk stuff was happening they have no reason to believe that that's also where experiments on clones are happening right like like there are a lot of imperial facilities we were just on ariadu right so i who knows who knows where hemlock is operating out of they we know that as an audience but the bad batch doesn't know Right, they they have no reason to know that, um, so I don't know. I, I I think that I I think that they'll figure it out pretty quick, and I think that that car will be the one that that uh, tips them off. Like I think I don't think that she is uh, on Hemlock's side. I think that she's on the side of the clones, and that she's I. It's it's unclear at this point why she is there 
no one seems to realize or either that or like it's just a really weird thing that they're just like letting a clone walk around and be an integral part of this stuff. I don't think that Hemlock knows that she's a clone. Like I don't or I don't he, think that or he does and that's all part of his, you know, his cloning experiments and stuff. Maybe, I don't know. It, it, that 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 seems a little bit too Thrawn ish of like, I, yeah, I've been engineering all of this from the beginning. I don't think that that's the case. I think that Hemlock is a mad scientist. I, th- I don't think that he's meant to be like a master planner strategist. I mean, based on some of the stuff that he says in this episode or in these two episodes, it's like, I, he's just, he just wants to do weird science stuff. Right, he he doesn't care about the empire. He doesn't care about the clones. He doesn't care about any of it. He's just like, there are a lot of clones, and they have no rights, and I want to do experiments on them. That's what they're there for, right? Like he's just he is just a sociopath, um, which I so I don't I don't think that there's some, I don't think that there's some grand plot like we were kind of implying. We were sort of like building like th- like thinking. You know, did did Carr let Crosshair go so that he would um, try and contact the Bad Batch, and then they would find out that he's on Wayland, and then they would come like, and then the Bad Batch would come to them, and then we turn around this week and it's like, no, not at all. Uh, Hemlock got exactly what he wanted. He just wanted Omega, and he's got her right. So like that, obviously that there's no plot there. So if there's no if there's no like deep strategic i'm thinking five steps ahead of you which like thank goodness there's not because we already have thrawn we don't need double thrawn right i hemlock just like he's like blinders i don't like this guy just wants to make weird creatures and clone stuff um yeah and the empire just wants him to make a clone of the emperor and like that's like it's it is as simple as that and i think trying to uh, like ascribe anything else to it is just us overthinking it he is literally just mad scientist cloner that's it like like oh yeah and i'm not saying that he's got a a, a big master plan or anything but just the fact that he has you know that his right hand assistant just happens to be a female clone um and him being so invested in cloning technology it just feels weird that he wouldn't know that um no it it also could be possible because like obviously we all didn't recognize it i was starting to realize the more i heard her talk i was like is that the same voice actress as omega because like she has the same accent and like kind of sounds similar but i didn't put it together that oh she's also a clone like because i didn't think they were going to go that way she's also the only other clone that says omega everyone yeah i think that was what it was it was the way it was like in one of these two episodes the way that she said omega or the name of one of the other characters or something i'm like hmm that sounds a lot like omega um but again i was just like that's a weird coincidence i wasn't like oh she's a clone um so i mean if she other people put this together a couple of weeks ago um and like i was talking to to folks about it and uh yeah like uh, uh Candace from Geeky Waffle and I were talking about it because I was like, I don't know, I got like a vibe between Carr and Crosshair. I think that like she's into him. And and Candace was like, I'm pretty sure she's a clone, so that would be weird. And I was like, huh, I think that that's weird. Like I think that's a stretch. <laughs> but then obviously it's like, nope, she was right. I I was totally wrong. 
Um, I'm just I'm just confirming that that she is the same. It's not. It's a. It is a different voice actor doing yeah. Emery Carr. Uh, Keisha Castle Hughes does the voice of of Emery Carr. So, um, yeah, <clears throat> I I. But obviously, you know, uh, Omega and and uh, and Carr are are similar but it's in the same way of like you know uh daniel logan playing uh boba and then d bradley baker playing the clones right so yeah no of course um, yeah i because i did i looked at the credits at the end of the episode and i was like oh no i guess it wasn't her um but definitely noticed that similarity in the voice that was the only thing that maybe could have tipped me off but i still hadn't connected those dots so all that to say you know if 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 she had most of us fooled she could have hemlock fooled too um but also, you know, again, with him being as invested in this cloning stuff as he is, I don't think it would take Thrawn level genius for him to sort of piece that together or to, you know, maybe he knew that from the start and that's why he placed her there. Or maybe he has her brainwashed or she's part of his experiments or something like that. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. I I don't I don't think Hemlock uh, is. um I think he's evil and I think that he's a scary bad guy, but I don't, I don't consider him like, uh, like a mastermind of any kind. So I don't think that he knows what's going on. I don't think that he realizes that car is a clone. I like that the way, and also like the, just the way in which they revealed her in this episode. And I mean, like, it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a Clark Kent Superman sort of thing of like, she takes her glasses off and it's like, suddenly we're supposed to, understand and it's like there are other context clues that made it very clear but um i mean she says i'm your sister so that, you know i didn't I, think she looked that much like jenga <laughs> that's the thing is that like yeah. i like like i think that there's an aspect there of like why would anybody assume that she's a woman right like <laughs> i so so i think i think that she's a kaminoan clone and i that like she's she's managed to infiltrate this stuff as as part of like a Kaminoan contingency plan of some kind i think i think i uh, i think we'll see some interesting stuff next season with her um otherwise why end the season on that reveal you know it's a uh, kind of kind of conspicuous in that sense so i don't know that's that's that is that's where i'm sitting with with car and and all of that is a like this is the this is like the ace up our sleeve and this is this is how omega and crosshair are going to get out of this um is that car has free reign and it's going to be like omega like just just go along with things if you cooperate everything will be okay if you fight him it's going to go badly and i'm going to contact hunter and and like we're all gonna get out of here together sort of thing um that so that's that's my guess that's what i think is gonna happen but i guess we'll just have to wait and see yeah i will say i am very much looking forward to seeing the dynamic between omega and crosshair next season um you know now that he is sort of back on their side and uh you know much like this season we got to see uh a lot more the the relationship develop between omega and tech that we hadn't really seen before um you know we already know she's tight with hunter and echo and uh wrecker um 
but just like we got to see that sweet bond between her and tech form i think we'll see a lot of that next season with her and crosshair especially because even from the beginning like in the first episode when crosshair was like wanting to follow imperial orders and everybody else wasn't omega was the one that was like sympathetic towards him and was like i know why you're doing this and it's not your fault and all that kind of stuff so and I'm sure he's still got some stuff to work through. And just because he decided, you know what, screw this. I'm killing this Imperial officer that doesn't care about me. Um, you know, it's not like he's going to be all sunshine and rainbows all of a sudden. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I think there'll be some good, like, emotional stuff between the two of them next season. Yeah, totally. Cool. Well, uh, any 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 other thoughts, any final things that anybody wants to get in here before we wrap it up? Uh, I guess two quick little things. Number one, hey, Krennic. That's neat. Yeah, that was cool. Yep. And uh, the other thing is, so I'm clearing up what my confusion was by kind of cycling through Wikipedia a little bit. The Imperial base on Daro is the Stormtrooper training facility that Gregor was helping train Stormtroopers. That was not a prison. He escaped. He just deserted at that point. And it was confusing because there were a lot of similarities between that facility on Daro and Mount Tantus because Mount Tantus, they were saying, Oh, well, if you escape, the hounds will find you. And that's exactly what found. Yes. Uh, Scorch. And then the other thing about that was not Scorch Gregor. But the other thing was the first time we saw Scorch, he was stationed on that base. And then the next time we saw him, it's on Mount Tantus. Yeah, and, and both then also of those in, places look very, very similar. And when Crosshair was in Mount Tantus, they threatened him with like the dogs will find you and everything like right. we saw with Gregor. Okay, exactly. so that's where exactly. my confu- that's where my confusion was. Okay, yes. so Me too. so I'm with the, you. The facility with Gregor was not Mount Tantus. It just correct. looked like it and operated the exact okay. same. Okay, correct. It is a Galactic Empire training facility located on the planet Daro. Okay. So yeah, because so, this season, like the only place we see all the clone commandos is on Tantus, and so I was like, "Wait, Gregor was a commando. He escaped. That was from Tantus, right? That's where the clone commandos are at." Right. So. Also, they scaled a mountain <laughs> to get. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, I remember. Uh, like it was, it was very <laughs> similar looking terrain and everything. So okay. So then, so what we're saying then is that the Bad Batch has never been to Wayland. Yes, okay. I think so. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad we. I'm glad we solved this mystery. <laughs> And I think on that note, we're going to wrap it up for the season. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I, not 100% sure what my plan's going to be. I mean, obviously, we've got Force Perspectives going right now um, with Mando, and that's going to carry us through to the end of April. And then in May, we will get uh, uh, Young Jedi Adventures. I, I don't it's still unclear I think maybe we're getting the whole season at once um, because it is a kid's show so I think that they, they might they might distribute it in a different way I don't think it's going to be appointment television uh, week to week um, I could be wrong though so we'll see how that goes uh, we will cover Young Jedi Adventures in some way but I kind of need to wait and see what the format of the show is before I determine what that's going to be there are some uh, shorts that they just released. Uh, and, and since this is a Star Wars animation podcast, I just have to mention that. If you go to the Disney Junior YouTube channel, you can see them. 
um and i uh, uh they are as adorable and fun as i think you would expect as i hope you would expect here here's the thing just because we're going to cover them on the podcast does not mean that they are going to be interesting star wars this is star wars for toddlers guys i uh, so just set your expectations appropriately um this is even a step lower on the rung than uh lego star wars stuff this is literally just like silly adventures with with some jedi in the high republic one of them happens to be a blue ewok if that doesn't set your expectations at the appropriate level i don't know what will it's your own fault if you're disappointed by this it is literally for uh baby children so um that said i'm gonna enjoy the heck out of it because i'm going to watch it with my small children uh, and i think that they're gonna like it so um yeah i don't know i'm I'm really hoping that I can convince Kara to come do episodes. <laughs> That'd be cool. But I, but that's going to be up to her. It's that's, that's totally her choice. So I, I, yeah. And if, if that is the case, they will be very short episodes, no longer than 15 minutes, but I will, we will do something. So if, if, if they're 15 minute episodes, which I think is probably what we're going to end up with on this is that they will be like, cause that's what a lot of these, preschool shows are is like little 15 minute episode stories um they might be like grouped together in twos like to make like a full episode because it is going to also be on disney jr which is a television station so they'll want to fit it into a 22 minute block but um i i don't know how it'll be released on disney plus because it's simultaneously on disney plus so that all comes out on may the 4th We'll be back at some point. We might just do a whole episode to just talk about it, and and I'll bring on a guest. To when do is that. uh? I'm sorry, Mike. When is Star no, Wars Visions dropping? That's also Star Fourth. Star, oh, yeah, cool. yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll also be back for Star Wars Visions. That 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 would be the next thing. Uh, we will. I think what we will do is we will break down Star Wars Visions episode by episode and go through it. We didn't really do that with season one um and i kind of regret it because i think there's a lot of good stuff in there that's worthwhile talking about i don't even think i'm on that episode right no it was me joe and uh jason yeah um so yeah we'll with with these new ones we will do that because i think there will be even more diversity in the types of stories because it's not just all um anime it's not all japanese i it's i from studios all over the world so i think it'll be um not to say that season one of Star Wars Visions isn't interesting. Some of my favorite Star Wars of the last few years is from Star Wars Visions. So um, it, w- it was absolutely interesting. But I think that we're going to get even more varied stuff this go around. Uh, and, and I think we might get some longer episodes as well. Uh, is sort of the, That's sort of the tone that I'm getting from it is that there's going to be fewer of them. But I think some of them might be longer. Um, I think so if I think, I'm not mistaken, I think it's actually more than season one, like maybe by one more. Is I think it more? Like 10 of them. Is it more stories? Okay. I thought it was less. Yeah, cool. It's a, but, it's a uh, lot of studios. They released I think, for it a while ago. Yeah. I, I think we're going to get more. Um, oh my God. The name of it just dropped out of my head. The one with the lightsabers that change color when the, when they the ninth them. Jedi, the ninth Jedi, I think yeah. we're going to get more stuff like so. that. I, I think that they, I think that they, they, with the response, they realize that like that one and um and the 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 rabbit one. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Lapanosho. 
Lachman Ocho. I think like they looked at those and they went, "This is what people want. Like they want they want more stuff like this." And See, I, what and I so want I is a full like series of the Ninth Jedi, and they're not giving that to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, no. Okay. So we haven't gotten any announcement for anything yet, but that does not mean nothing well, is happening yeah. next week, the, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there the, you yeah. We'll see. The director of the Ninth Jedi was like, "I know what I want to do for a full feature." Right. Um, and so, like, it has been rumored that there are three movies that are going to be announced at Star Wars Celebration during the showcase. I will say that uh, there is a very heavy chance that one of those movies is going to be an animated feature and that people are not going to expect that. People think when they hear feature, they think live action. I think that one of those features will be a direct to Disney plus and it will, I think that we're going to get the ninth Jedi. Oh, I hope so. That sounds awesome. That would be awesome. (laughs) Because, because like he said a bunch of stuff immediately after star Wars vision season one. And then we've heard nothing since then total silence. And then they're like season two of star Wars visions, completely different plan from season one. And that said to me, like, Okay, so they're taking stuff from season one and like they're gonna go do some other stuff because like they have done that. Like there's there's been a bunch of stuff that uh, I that that's come out of um, some of those stories from season one. I think it like the likely ones to get continuations are Lop and Osho and Ninth Jedi um, and Ronin. Right, Ronin is huge for them. I uh, which I I think I think we'll like if we're gonna see an a full feature length anime star Wars film. It's either going to be ninth Jedi or Ronan. It's going to be one of those two, but I think ninth Jedi is more likely because you've got Simu Leo attached to that. Um, and I think like, that's a, that's pretty solid. That's pretty solid. You can be like, man. And who, who voiced Kara in that? I'm trying to remember. Cause it's somebody notable that voiced her as well. Um, I don't remember. Let me see if I can bring. I watched all of them in Japanese, so I don't. I have no idea. Oh, really? Yeah. I watched them. I watched them in. I watched them in Japanese first, and then I immediately watched them in English. Okay, Um, cool. I feel like Simu is the only name I remember recognizing from that one. Uh, It's Kimiko Glenn. Is that yeah, Kimiko Glenn, who I was uh, on. Let's see. Orange is the new black. There's another thing that she's in that's notable. Uh, <clears throat> oh, uh, oh, she was she was Penny Parker in, in Spider-Verse. Yeah. That's, that oh, cool. Name. Yeah. So like that is like she's not like a huge name, but she is definitely somebody that it's like, OK, yeah, she can lead an animated feature for sure. Yeah. Because oh, God, be that's like, another thing I'm excited for. Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> of course. I uh, yeah. So, so in any case, we'll be back talking Star Wars Visions when that happens. So stay tuned for that, um, Young Jedi Adventures. Uh, and depending on what news we get out of Celebration next week, uh, there might be a good reason to come back and do an episode uh, real quick just to talk about Bad Batch Season 3 and, and what we find out about it. Um, so this might not be the end sort of of, of, of our Season 2 coverage. Uh, just yet so so you know stick around don't don't delete us from the feed or anything and we'll be back over the over the summer with with uh with more stuff to talk about hopefully during the short break 
between season two of Bad Batch and season three, um, if I'm right, which I hope I am. It might it might be hopeful thinking at this point, but I don't know. I don't know. It's just a it's just a it's just a sense I get, you know. So do we do we know which live action is next? Is it Ahsoka or Skeleton Crew? It's Ahsoka. It, okay. I don't think a a we don't have confirmation, and I don't think okay. that you're right, Kyle. I think that it's going to be Skeleton Crew. Really? Yeah. Uh, gonna put money on that. <laughs> that one, I'm not nearly as confident <laughs> as, as I was. I, like, they have a full Ahsoka guys. panel at Celebration. They don't have one for Skeleton. Yeah, that's fair. Um, that's true. And I That's think true, Ahsoka, but... Ahsoka doesn't have an official release date, but it's shown up in some of the Disney, you know, their like earnings reports mm. for like future stuff as like summer 2023 and Skeleton Crew is just like late 2023. Hmm. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Wait a minute. There was a Bad Batch panel, but no Andor panel in Anaheim. And Andor came out way before Bad Batch. Dun dun dun. Yeah. Um Yeah. But they talked about Andor at the studio showcase, didn't they? True. Yeah, they're gonna they're definitely gonna show I'm us sure, a trailer yeah. for skeleton crew. I'm at, sure they'll talk the, about the skeleton showcase. crew though. Hundred percent. Oh yeah. The turnaround on that show is ridiculous. Like the fact that that's coming out this year and we only learned about it we only did we the first stuff that we ever saw was at celebration last year. Did we hear about it before then? Was it a Disney Plus Day thing? I don't remember, but I feel I like that was. one was kind of that was like a sneaky one because I feel like when we first heard about it, it was like already in production. Yeah, it came out of nowhere, right? Because it's John yeah. Watts, and it was like, it was like John Watts is not doing Fantastic Four anymore, and everybody was like, "What? What happened?" And then at Star Wars Celebration, it was like John Watts is doing Star Wars, you guys. Yeah, and they were like, <laughs> and, it's, and it's in Fantastic production Four. right now. Yeah, or like about to like, start all, filming. Yeah, and like Jude Law is already filming stuff. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they turned that one around real quick. But I think it's because, I think it's because like John Watts, I think, has written all of the episodes. Um, or like I think him and him and his and, and, and a writing partner, I think, was what they had told us. But, anyways, I, there was so much information at Star Wars Celebration last year and it like went by in a flash. And if you didn't like, write it down during that showcase panel there was no replay of it there never has been no one's ever been able to see anything from it after the fact so um i don't know i don't know i'm 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 excited on the one hand for celebration next week and on the other hand it's like well i'm not there so i'm not gonna get to see anything i'm not gonna get to experience any of this stuff they're not gonna release any of it like i'm going to be there and i'm not going to see or do this is (laughs) so frustrating this is this is a choice that you make, Joe, I know, man. Like, and I don't understand it. And you're always I like, know. Mike, why don't you do this? And I'm like, because it sounds like torture. That's why. <laughs> well, it's what I, I might. Um, I, I'm very lucky. I have a lot of people who are always like, oh, watch the table or whatever. But, you know, yeah, if it's yeah. busy, you don't want to leave the table. But um, I am probably going to sneak away for one of like. Well, maybe try to get into one of like the secondary rooms for Ahsoka. I don't know how well yeah. it's going to go, but I, think I feel that's like one uh, everyone wants to get into the secondary room for. We'll see. 
I feel like you, uh, you're, you're like Anakin. You're like, how can I, how can I be at Star Wars Celebration and not be at Star Wars exactly. Celebration? It's not fair. <laughs> I might as well be sitting outside, like the people who yeah. don't have tickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, excellent. Okay, cool. On that note, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you, Joe and Kyle, uh, once again for for joining me to talk about Bad Batch. Uh, this season it was great fun many happiness and so much joys so thank you for all of that our fun ride and thanks everybody for listening all season and uh and we'll be back soon with more star wars animated content in the meantime i head over to force perspectives make sure you're subscribed over there uh to get our mando coverage joe will be on this week's episode and then starting next week i will have guests uh for each episode because joe's Ooh. abandoning me to go traipse around europe like See some a loser. sort of a dandy boy uh, <laughs> I, I, riding trains and whatnot and having scones i assume i, I need to become a worldly man yeah. all right <laughs> a man of the world uh, so have fun with that, Joe. But uh, but yeah, make sure everybody uh, go go and subscribe to Force Perspectives for all of our Mando coverage and uh, and more Star Wars stuff and all of that sort of thing. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. We will catch you on the next episode. Looks like Bad Batch is blasting off again. Follow Rebel Cells on Twitter and Instagram at Rebel Cells and on Facebook at Rebel Cells Podcast. You can support the podcast in three ways. First, by going to the podcast service of your choice, leaving a rating and review to help others find the show. Second, by heading to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch. And last but not least, by heading to patreon.com thunderquack and kicking in with your monthly pledge of support to get cool rewards like exclusive podcasts and more. 